Welcome and welcome back to the Not Like the Other Girls podcast. We are three absolutely unique, groundbreakingly chill, beer-drinking girls tackling topics that you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Lucy and I'm not like the other girls because my athlete's foot extends all the way up to my ass crack. I'm Judah and I'm not like the other girls because I sweat rose water. And I'm Ash and I'm not like the other girls because my pussy tastes like Fanta Frozen. Delicious. So good. Do you like our bodily fluid themed intros? Because we do. Completely unplanned. We're just that much in sync. We're just so, we like, I don't even, we don't even like write our jokes in before the podcast. We just do them like off the cuff because we're just that, that funny. Naturally funny. Naturally funny. Not like the other girls. <laughs> I love oh, I love that as a comment when okay I'm, I didn't want to say men but it is men and men go you know you're like really funny because what they mean is like you're actually funny for a woman <laughs> yeah there's always a for a woman at the end I got that in work the other day the guys were like you're not a girl and I was like yeah I'm not a girl I'm a woman They're like no you're just one of the lads I was like, no I'm a woman still I'm like yeah but you're just one of the lads now I'm like still a woman like I can be a woman and friends with guys just because I'm really fun doesn't mean that I'm not a woman anymore you've like transverse now you're no longer a woman you are one of the lads the only two genders apparently it's kind of like the the man translation of saying well I passively want to fuck you rather than actively wanting to fuck you (laughs) oh that's exactly it (laughs) such a gross way to think about it but I will never not hear it that way ever again there's like definitely Ugh. parts, me and Julia had the same friend group when we were teenagers and sometimes when we'd be like drinking or whatever, when we were young obviously, we'd be like, so like, have you ever like, I don't know, masturbated over any of us? And they were actively like, we have masturbated over every single <laughs> one of you. <laughs> oh, but you're also just still one of the lads. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not like the other girls. I wank over you, but I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> I mean, does it take a lot for a man to feel like he should wank over you? Probably not. I feel not. like they've met you once and they're like, well, that's me for the night. Have you ever asked a guy... <laughs> well, I have this thing where, like, I do ask men this. Uh, I probably need to get a fucking grip. But <laughs> this is why you're single. <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm single. Um, but have you ever had someone say no? Someone did say no one time and then it was really... I was like, dude, you're just supposed to say yeah. <laughs> How do you come back from that conversation like, oh, do you wank over me? No. Cool. Well, I looked cool, cool, cool. I looked him dead in the eye. Um, I while giving him a foot job, and I said, "Well, you're gonna now." <laughs> and he cried. <laughs> and that man grew up to be John F. Kennedy. <laughs> oh, I was gonna go weirder there. <laughs> I think it went weird enough. I think it went pretty fucking weird. We got there. So we wanted to talk real quickly about um the shocking revelation that one in eight men, one in eight men, is it in the UK? I think so, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't make men in the UK think that they could score a point against Serena Williams, like literal award-winning tennis player, best so, tennis player of our time. Yeah, easily, mm-hmm. I would easily. say. Easily, easily. I mean, no one is surprised. No one is shocked. Yeah, definitely not. The confidence of mediocre men it will always surprise me. It's the confidence I want to have in everyday life. Like when I step outside of the house, like I'm gonna just be as confident as a mediocre man. <laughs> And therefore, nothing can stop me. That would be great. Like, imagine just thinking that you, just some random guy, maybe goes to the gym once every month, could just step up, never played tennis before, just step up against Serena Williams and confidently score a point against her. Mm. It's just, 
I, it baffles the mind why anyone would think that. It's definitely the men. They don't go to the gym. They play five-a-side with their <laughs> friends. And then so go for pints. It's definitely five-a-side pints gang. Um, but it kind of ties in with what we were saying about men going, you're actually funny. In that men, when women achieve something or when women have a skill, men seem to think it's kind of like coincidental rather than anything. Like we don't know that we're funny or we don't know that we're fuckable or we don't know whatever. So I think that maybe men don't realise that Serena Williams knows she's a good tennis player. <laughs> she just accidentally got there every day. She's like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing here? How All I wanted was milk. <laughs> here I am. I'm in Wimbledon. How the fuck did I get here? I was on my way to give birth and then I just started playing. No, she does have a baby and she did say... So That's actually interesting to talk about. Serena Williams... Um, earlier this year said that her she was remember the controversy surrounding her her rankings so after she had a baby she came back and she dropped like 20 rankings yeah like 20 ranks did she play a game or did they just drop her um okay so she was out for a few months but i think she on her twitter compared it to it was either her or venus which everyone had a baby Serena. 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 Okay, that's right. I'm going to edit that out. With the Reddit guy. With the Reddit guy. With the Reddit guy. And um, yeah, so apparently like it didn't hold up to how other rankings would have dropped if they were in the game. Oh. You know. But that's it though. They don't even hire women because they're going to have babies. Have a baby. Shame. Minus 20 points. There's actually a really interesting... Uh, so actually this episode is about unpopular opinions. And we can go ahead and say that believing that you can play tennis against Serena Williams is a pretty unpopular opinion. <laughs> but uh, someone did have the unpopular opinion that you shouldn't. So we asked people for for input from Instagram and someone messaged in saying that you shouldn't have babies for the environment. Agreed. It's oh, I struggle with this because I'm logically I completely understand. And I'm like yeah. adoption if you want a family. But then my ovaries are like, bitch, you want your own little baby that looks like you. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I'd, God knows what will happen. Love to be pregnant. Like, I'm obsessed with pregnancy. I'm just like pregnant women. Like, oh my God, there's a baby in there. I really want to have that. Like, I was just walking around. You're like, cool, there's another human inside me. Like, that's just freaky. And I really want to experience that. But having children and increasing the population is extremely <clears throat> bad for the environment. So, don't know what's going to win. My fertility or my sustainability mind. Who knows? The illities. <laughs> All the illities. I get, like I totally get it, and I do agree. Like I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna actually be like I very 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 much care about the planet, you can stop taking your bloody fucking yachts out, Leo. Or <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a baby. Like if it's something you feel very very passionate about, yeah. So. I consider myself to be a little bit amoral. Not that I'm better than morality, just that I just part of me is, finds it really easy to just shut off that part where I dare. You're just chaotic. I am just chaotic. A bitch. Also, chaotic I'm, neutral. I'm not a chaotic neutral. <laughs> um, like, I'm not sure if it would be healthy for me to bring a baby into the world. I think we should all have babies. Bring them on the podcast. Oh, not like Ooh. the other girls get pregnant. That'd be a great one. Next <laughs> do it to, to get, it's a challenge. <laughs> Who's gonna get pregnant get nine months? first? I think also it's a question of whether or not you want kids. I mean, for me, the the bigger issue is when it comes to sustainability and having children. It's the uncertainty of the future of the planet that scares me more. That I don't know if it's responsible to bring in a child that may not survive. Yeah, later yeah. on. 
because uh, I did see a tweet, and I haven't looked into this, so I don't really know much about it, but that was saying that um, the whole idea that you need to not have kids to save the planet is um, a classist and racist one, because the higher populations are coming from the lesser developed that countries, and so it's putting true. the blame on countries that overwhelmingly are not the ones contributing to global warming. Yeah. But there actually are enough resources for everybody, but it's beneficial for the ones who want to hoard everything to pretend like there isn't. Mm-hmm. So... Who knows? If you have a baby, if you want to have a baby. If you don't, don't. Babies for all. Babies. <laughs> have a baby if you want to have one. If you don't, you don't. If you want to have a baby, have, have a, a baby. baby. Yeah. I don't think that's actually that unpopular of opinion anymore. Like, I think now that we realise the gravity of climate change, I think people are going to be thinking about... Like, Yeah. Love how we started off on this one topic. Now we're like, yeah, fuck. Now we're all depressed <laughs> we're all, now yeah. because the world's ending and we're not gonna have any families. Um, and that's all we have time for this time. <laughs> this episode. That's all we got. <laughs> uh, no, true shout out to Kelly who number one actually responded and number two threw that interesting one in the ring. Woo woo. Yeah. Big fan. So, what are your most unpopular opinions, ladies? None. I'm not like the other girls. I agree to everything. <laughs> I have no unpopular opinions. I have no opinions, actually. <laughs> I am just a blank slate. That's it. Ready for all the men to fill up my blank yes, slate. I just agree with what they say. So there we go. So I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> That's me done. <laughs> um, okay, I have an unpopular opinion. That, um, burritos are pretty boring. Yeah, I agree. Burritos. No! Burritos suck. I like them, but they're not that good. They're not worth the hype. No. At all. They're usually soggy. Yeah. Um, and also, my main issue is it's, just, it's a lot of rice. You can get it without rice. Hence a fajita. You're a fajita. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just have very strong opinions about burritos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I kind of get that. Like, I do like a burrito the odd time. It's filling. That's a definite pro. Mm, what do we do with pros and cons on burritos? Okay. Filling. Beanie. Guacamole. <laughs> Which leads us into another popular <laughs> opinion. We'll come back to that one later. Um, uh, it's a good um, vehicle for cheese. Yeah. Usually vegan friendly. Yeah. Which is always helpful. Or it can be like disgustingly meaty if you do eat meat. True. Like in a good way. Sorry. See, it's like it's versatile. It's definitely it's versatile in that you could you could have a different meat in it and you can decide not to have rice in it. Like it's not really the height of versatility. It's not as versatile as say the humble cauliflower. <laughs> Shut up. You know how much I love cauliflowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Burritos but they are kind of like one of those things, they're like Jennifer Lawrence. Remember when for like everybody just <gasps> obsessively spoke about Jennifer Lawrence and she obsessively spoke about pizza? Yeah. Burritos are both at the same time. I get that, yeah. So wait, burritos are Jennifer Lawrence and pizza? Burritos are Jennifer Lawrence and Jennifer Lawrence talking about pizza. Oh, okay. Burritos are people talking about Jennifer Lawrence and Jennifer Lawrence talking about pizza. Right. Yeah, I think I got it. They're fine. (laughs) They're just just normal. They're just like, I don't know, but like when someone would like choose to get a burrito over like, I don't know, like falafel, Mm. it doesn't really add up to me. Depends what mood you're in though. Sometimes you're in a burrito mood. I'm, I'm never. never not in a falafel mood. <laughs> I'm 
I'm often not in a falafel mood, and I think it's oh. just mainly because a lot of the vegan options are always falafel, and I'm like, this is an Italian restaurant, so why are you serving Italian falafel? Because I, I love good falafel, but I won't have it if it's made by white people, I just refuse. I don't put myself through that. But I'm never in a burrito mood. Ever. I will never be the yeah. person to kind of go, well, you know what we should get? Burritos. I do love tacos, though. Tacos are different. Tacos are yeah. perfect. Like, don't slate the taco. I'm always in the mood for a taco. Yeah, I could always eat a taco. Oh. I think we're just going to get really hungry in this yeah. podcast. It just yeah. seems like it's just the food edition. Order tacos. Um, On that one... How, I, this is one that I think like you see you go on Tinder and you go on Bumble or you go wherever like I feel like I'm always on my Tinder I'm like rarely on Tinder but people would be like I love a steak and people would be like oh there's nothing I love more than a steak or a big juicy burger really liking meat is not like a personality trait nope it's just, it doesn't count as a hobby like it is a food preference I don't care how much you like to eat meat I will say that I was that person though before yeah. I was here, <laughs> where I absolutely felt like it was my personality. Bacon rolls in my blood. Not at all. Not at all. It's like, it's not cool. You should be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed when I eat meat. Like, I will go over to Tesco and get myself rashes and have my little rashes sandwich in the morning. I feel like sometimes that I want to clean the pan before anyone sees me eating my dirty pig. And I wish I could stop, but I can't stop. I don't feel embarrassed. I just don't feel the need to, like, always like tell everyone that like oh I'm eating meat I'm like cool I'm just eating something <laughs> like it just seems weird I don't like go like oh look at me I'm eating a cereal bar yeah like I don't so it just makes no sense to me but yeah it doesn't it has nothing to do with who you are as a person but being honestly we all know that being a vegetarian or vegan makes you better than everyone else it's true I'm not even saying that sarcastically I used to go people who think they're people who are vegans or vegetarians think they're better than everyone else they deserve to feel like they're better than everyone else Sing my praises. Go on. <laughs> you can't see this visually, but I'm literally blowing smoke up Julia's ass. It is a sight to see. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable right now. Head on over to our Patreon to see the exclusive footage. Uh, also, on the meat thing, I unpopular opinion: the chicken is like unquestionably the worst of the meats. And people, if you tell me that the only meat that you eat is chicken, I judge you hard. I think I judge people who only eat chicken harder than people who just like, I just eat meat in general or whatever. Because I'm yeah. like, but you're not even like eating the good ones. Yeah. You might as well have to, like tofu is like such a, for me, tofu is so similar to chicken if you make it like chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like chicken's kind of just like a, it's like a flavor um, holder. It, yeah, it is. It kind of depends on like what you do the sauce it. and the spices really that you put. Like, it doesn't really have, there's no taste to it. I don't really eat chicken. Um, at home anyway, personally, because I'm I don't cook meat because I'm afraid to give myself food poisoning because mm-hmm. uh, I've never cooked before. I moved out. <laughs> Go me. Um, I get slagged over this all the time. I'm just terrified of cooking any meat, especially chicken. Also, roast chicken. Terrified of birds. Really weird fear of a uh, raw roast chicken. Can't actually touch it. Without thinking it's gonna come back alive. Yeah, something about something about a whole ass chicken with like the arms and stuff does make me feel yeah. like they could come alive at any time. Or those Absolutely. chicken wings that like are actually like a chicken. No, wing. I don't. No, no, <laughs> you've lost me. <laughs> I can't eat those ones. I can't because I just I just imagine actually eating a chicken arm and then I get really afraid of the chicken. I like how you don't feel bad about eating a chicken no, arm. You feel scared about eating scared. a chicken arm. It's like I'm terrified. That is how bad my fear of birds is. It even extends to raw meat. But like, yeah, birds are weird as fuck. 
Is this an unpopular opinion? Does no. this count as one? It should be a popular opinion. Everyone should fucking death to the birds. People have birds. Like, people have hoodies. Birds are cute. I like birds. But they're weird. They're little weirdos. No, they're much more... Tur- turkeys? Turkeys are fucking terrifying. And they're vicious. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get close to one, but I think they're funny. They're fucking little... Chickens are great to watch. Chickens are so dumb. Do you know why... If I were to eat a meat most of the time, I'm okay with eating a chicken. Julia's giving me a look. Because they're dumb. Because they're so dumb. One of our friends put up a bunch of stories about how smart chickens are. And I couldn't help but watch the whole thing and be like, chickens are dumb. I know this is this is super problematic. This is not something I tend to say in real life. But for some reason, I'm okay with like immortalizing it on the internet as a podcast. That chickens well, are dumb. Yeah. They, and that's why I eat them. <laughs> They're dumb. They're dumb comparatively. That's what I, I think. Eva's stuff is usually like animals are more intelligent than we give them credit for. It doesn't mean uh, that they're very smart. It just means that like they're smarter than they, we thought. They have feelings and emotions. But we're gonna move on and not turn this into the average go vegan podcast. <laughs> Coming at a later date. Ash, any opinions? Um, well, food related ones is that and I'm probably gonna get my millennial card taken off me for saying this one. Avocados are fucking gross. They are the most disgusting food and they, they're they useless. Like, you have to get them in this tiny little window or else they're, they're gone. You can't eat them. And they're too slimy and Julia's going to fight me. She's literally going to fight me over this. I can feel the energy radiating. But they're horrible. Avocados are amazing. And you're allowed to have your opinion and be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. We love you anyway. <laughs> I love avocados. I've always loved avocados. When we visited my grandparents um, in the Ivory Coast, I was two years old and all I ate was avocados and shrimp But for the entire holiday. That was it. You're such a bougie child. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God. And then I moved, like we came back to Ireland and then it was like for six or seven years, just chicken nooks and chips. So, you know, I made up for it. Avocados are so good. And there's just so many good things you can do to an avocado. Can you explain why you think it's good? Because I'm also an ashes slide here. I don't really... I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be enjoying about avocados. Okay, I love how creamy it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I thought that's supposed to be good, the good part. I walked into the kitchen and sorry, just eating a whole avocado. I'm oh. sorry, I don't know why I tagged you like that with that lie. Pit and everything. <laughs> eating it like an apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's really creamy and I like the taste. The taste is really delicious. Tastes like nothing. Oh, it tastes like avocado. No, it tastes like... It, honestly, I feel... Every time I've eaten an avocado that's not been in disgusting guacamole, which is by far the worst of the... Ooh. No. Oh, my God. That is... You're so wrong. <laughs> guacamole is life. Guacamole is disgusting. It tastes like someone's vomit. Yeah. No. Guacamole tastes like someone went out and had, like, a rake of pints and a chipper and then vomited. That's what it tastes like to me. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. I also don't <laughs> like guacamole, but... And I don't know how you would know... What the vomit tastes like? <laughs> I'm really concerned about your nights out. But yeah, I don't like it. I think it is the creaminess that kind of throws me off a bit. It just kind of, it's like baby food or something. It's I'll put good. it in a smoothie easily. Ew. See, I won't do that. Because this is goes, this is like the people putting avocado on things and saying that you can't taste it. And these are all fucking liars. My main gripe is people, also it was all over the internet, it was making pesto without oil so that it was like healthier fats. And instead of using the oil, they put in avocado. So it's like your basil, avocado, garlic, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried it because I was like, this would be cool to get some healthier fats. And if you can't taste the avocado, they are lying. They're so... Go on Pinterest. And I was like, you can't even taste it. It's amazing. They're all lying to us. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. I don't know who started it, but it's a nightmare. I love the taste of avocado, but I don't like it in smoothies because you can 
taste it. I don't like it in desserts. Um, the best thing to do is to cut it in half, slather it in cream cheese or vegan cream cheese, and Ooh. then put loads of breadcrumbs on top, and then you bake it. Oh my fucking god. Ew, that sounds like a savoury cheesecake. It's so good. No. Well, it's not... Wait, who's putting avocado in a dessert? In oh, the... chocolate mousse. It's it's good in chocolate mousse, I think. But you can still taste the avocado. Well, I'm okay with when... Because I it honestly is super bland. Like I just kind of like... It's that texture that's the problem. You know the texture mm. of bananas and mashed potato where if I put too much in my mouth, I gag. And I rarely gag, let me tell you that. <laughs> um, not safe for work. Not safe for work. Um, no, it's disgusting. It's like... <laughs> So I'm going to leave the podcast now. <laughs> it's been a good three episodes. Not even two and a half. Um, anything else? What do you got? Eggs. What are, what's your opinion on eggs? Just eggs. Just <laughs> eggs. Eggs is my opinion. Um, so everybody loves eggs, obviously. It's another anti-millennial hate crime of mine, I guess. Um, it's really it's really hard to be part of this like posse of young people who go out for brunch all the time when you don't eat eggs because if you've ever looked at a freaking okay yeah except for Julia who's the vegan <laughs> the only vegan in the world yeah. <laughs> the vegan um, it's, if you ever look at a brunch menu it's just eggs it's like loads of different types of egg and eggs are it's the, ever since I've been a little kid um, the smell of eggs, the texture of eggs, seeing eggs, having to touch other people's eggs. You know when you look in the sink and there's like yolk dripping down and oh, a dirty bowl. No, I can't. I really genuinely can't. And like people talk about eggs in front of me incessantly. It feels like they go out of their way to talk about eggs around me because they know I don't like them. I'm like, please. And they're like, my mom makes the best scrambled eggs. I'm like, there's no such thing as the best scrambled eggs because you're eating like what? the grossest thing of all time. I quite like eggs, but can't really cook them because again going back to this weird fear I'm always terrified that a like a bird is going to come out of my of the oh, egg of the egg yes I and that can happen mm-hmm. that's a real one can it actually happen like I know that the raw roast chicken really can't come back to life and attack me <laughs> but the, the egg one that can happen wait can it happen well you could get like a fetus that's oh. happened before like, um, it's not going to be a live chick going out onto a frying pan like, oh, that's sure. what I meant like a fetus like I just to see it like no but a guy... Okay, but like, you know, like, chickens are just big grown-up feed-eye. Well, that goes for everything that's alive. <laughs> yeah, but then if you... You are a grown-up fetus. I literally... I don't know. Any pro-lifers listening in <laughs> Just for context, oh. pro-lifers. Yeah, but a guy hatched an egg he bought in Sainsbury's. I recently. saw that. That's terrifying How did he yeah. do it? He bought an egg and he put it under heat lamps and it had already been fertilised, I think. Actually, I don't know if he fertilised it at home. No, no he, must, he didn't. It must have been fertilised when he bought it. He fucked the egg. Uh, <laughs> all I can think of when Julia said he fertilised it at home is... I think he went through like a few different eggs and there actually was one that was fertilised, that had been mm. fertilised. So he tried to fuck them all and he... then realised that the last one was fertilised. I'm so How do you even fuck an egg? Like, you can't fuck an well, egg. How do you fuck a tuna steak? Someone did it anyway. <laughs> I think it would be kind of like Call Me By Your Name when you make a little hole in it like the peach and then you I've never seen that movie dunk it you just ruined the whole movie for me now <laughs> I don't think it's the main plot point I don't think they're it's like, I don't think it's critically acclaimed because of the peach fucking scene I don't know <laughs> I was head of the Oscars <laughs> 
I think all we need to do to win an Oscar is to make a movie where a guy fucks an egg and then fertilizes it. And then he raises it. And then it's like this beautiful relationship. I think we're onto something here. And then when when it gets older, they fall in love, like in B movie. Oh god, I forgot that. That was such a Oh, sometimes you do forget about it and then you realise, oh yeah, there was a movie made about this woman falling in love with a bee. That was a thing. Unpopular opinion, the B and B movie is pretty, Barry B. Benson. Is that his name? Barry B. Benson. Yeah. Pretty effable. Okay. <laughs> Just completely. <Anything> else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go fertilise some eggs. <laughs> um, oh, I have a music one. Nickelback are good. Oh no! And I will die on this hill. No, she didn't pre-approve this with us. I will die on this hill. Well, I sat my leaving cert. The only playlist I listened to for a full month before it was Nickelback, and this is all in the same thing, on shuffle. Nickelback, Palomutini, and Disney songs, and it got me through my leaving cert. It got me exactly what I needed. It actually, got me way more than I needed. Nickelback are great. People are just snobs. That that whole playlist that you listen to for a full month explains so much about who you are as a person now. Oh, one hundred percent. Can't, like, I completely agree but I think people deserve the like it's easy to hate Nickelback but they actually have good songs um, I really like that Vine look at this graph oh yeah that's the, the only Nickelback song I like uh, only good content that Nickelback have ever produced yeah I'm um, a fan Rockstar I enjoy Rockstar yeah mm-hmm. like it's not a bad tune I just it just I think it's I, also it's kind of fun to hate on Nickelback yeah so I just like ragging on people. Fuck them. Fuck yous all. I kind of think like, the okay, definitely one of the reasons that people think it's easy to hate on Nickelback is because they're like the epitome of like middle class white men pretending yeah. to be poor as well. Right. That's a big thing. Yeah. Absolutely. They're just like, oh, the dumb hair. Remember he went out with uh, Avril Lavigne? They got married. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Some 41. No, Andrew was also from the guy from Nickelback. Avril. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Avril sure She's touring again. Or... Melissa, depending Love. on which conspiracy theory you listen to. Which one was married to Chad Kroger? Um, Melissa or Avril? <laughs> you need to check the timeline. If you know, please write in. Imagine if you got a really angry cease and desist from <laughs> Chad Kroger and or Avril Lavigne. Or Melissa. Or, or Melissa. Melissa. Uh, um, I have a... Do you know what? I'm going to shoot into this super controversial one for a second. And this is one that I genuinely do agree with before anyone thinks it's like a weird joke because I wouldn't joke about this um, not all paedophiles are criminals oh yes and shouldn't be automatically treated as criminals how do you guys feel on this one I, well so this is where we have stopped using paedophile for what it actually means where paedophile is a mental illness and the people who suffer from it usually commit suicide quite early on they have a really horrific life um, and there's a difference between being a paedophile and suffering from the mental illness and being a full on child abuser and I yeah. think we give too much credit to people who are just shitty people and molest mm-hmm. kids by saying, oh, it's, it all just chalks up to a mental illness that they don't have. I completely agree. Yeah, no, because there is people out there who do suffer from this mental illness who will not act on it and feel, like, so terrible, like, as you said, like, and will commit suicide um, because they just feel so terrible that they suffer from this and they don't act on it. Mm-hmm. They, they like, try and live their lives and get through this. Um, so, yeah, anyone that does act on it is just an extremely evil, horrible person. It's not really the same. You can't... And then as well, you can't... You can't control your feelings? Oh, I was But you can't control who you're attracted to. All you can control is whether or not you act on it. 
Yeah. yeah. And there are many people who uh, are pedophiles who suffer from their mental illness who don't act on those mm-hmm. impulses and who seek help. But it's so, it's so stigmatized as well. Like you, if you seek help, then people are immediately going to label you as someone who's a danger yeah. to kids. Yeah. You're kind of stuck in that space where if you tell someone that you have these feelings about kids, you're going to be terrified about what the consequences are going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way you can actually get help. And then if you don't tell people, you might get to a stage where you don't think you can hold back any longer, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't have that like support system there, yeah. um, then yeah, it's all going to go to shit. Yeah. There's um, a really controversial program in... Was it Switzerland? It was um somewhere in Europe that's not Ireland, where they had like stim- simulated child porn, that was animations, and everybody was protesting it, but they're not real kids. I'd much prefer if people were going through treatment with not real kids. People were saying that it was actually encouraging them, not really, you know. Just it's kind of the same. It feels like a similar argument to like video games and violence, you know, how they're like. Video games make kids more violent. It's like watching cartoon porn doesn't, you know, you watch hentai doesn't mean that you're going to turn into a fucking eight vagina octopus woman. What? Eight vagina That's my whole goal. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I been watching all this hentai? <laughs> what have I been working towards? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I think that it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of like the sex dolls that are getting made where on one hand, I'm very creeped out about it. And I think it does sort of produce this idea that women are just you know docile and not going to say anything you can do whatever you want to them but then there are people who are not able to have fully functioning relationships who aren't able to sustain that relationship and who that just because you can't do that doesn't mean you shouldn't have satisfying sex yeah and so like there is a you know you gotta something's gotta give yeah it's literally something's gotta give um and yeah i guess we need to be in a society that makes people who are suffering, as you said, suffering from this mental illness, even if you don't consider it a mental illness and you consider it a, like a way that someone leans, like these people still need support. Like it's not their fault. And like when mm-hmm. we learn more about pedophilia and how it actually works, like whether it's something like if whether it's nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. like it's something we need to look into. It can't be something that we ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's something as though they can just turn off. Yeah, like it's, it's not, not like oh okay you just chose to fancy kids like I, that's not yeah. it at all at I've been trying to stop fancying men for like 24 years it's so hard you can't turn it off it's the worst um, so yeah one that I have is related to pets love pets pets are great um, that people who hate cats or say that cats are bad pets and are general assholes um, don't really know how to handle a cat or like they just don't know how to treat them properly. They're not dogs. Cats are not dogs. Did you know that? What? Cats are not dogs. Yeah. Um, everyone, Everyone's always like, it's just cool to like dogs. I don't know. I get really annoyed at that. And if you like cats, then you're just this fucking weirdo who can't do anything and has no friends and just lives at home with a cat. It's not true. I do live with a cat, but not by myself. So, yeah. Um... And people just kind of compare them to dogs. Like they're not as playful as dogs and, you know, they can't fetch and stuff. But they have to treat them differently. And if you do, then you'll have great friendships with cats. Okay, I sound like a really weird cat lady now talking about friendships with cats. <laughs> you do. You literally proved the, the point against you. But I'm right there with you. Yeah. 
I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those really cool people who likes cats and dogs. But I think there's this weird misunderstanding where people think that people who like dogs are more like dogs, and people who like cats are more like cats. Like I think people who think people think that cat lovers are like aloof and mysterious and rude, and people think dog lovers are like fun and peppy. I know a bunch of people who are far too into dogs. Number one, um, who are just absolute assholes. Like you're not cool because you have a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not cool just because you like dogs as well. Yeah, liking dogs doesn't make you cool. Just means you like dogs. It's the you're same with saying that you like. I like to eat meat. Okay, cool. You like to eat meat. I yeah. like dogs. That's cool. That shouldn't be your whole personality that you like dogs. If you like cats, then that is a good personality trait. So yeah, I have a theory as well. Um, because a lot of the times, because we're a big cat family, I love dogs. Dogs are great, but like cats will always have my heart. And I think that you get this criticism of cats where people are like, oh, you know, they're just not very friendly. Like, you have to really work to, like, gain their attention and their love and blah, blah, blah and affection. We bred dogs, like, designed them to be these animals that would just blindly follow. Mm-hmm. Whereas cats realised, they were like, if we just go into this house, <laughs> they will feed us and we'll be able to sleep comfortably. So that's why cats are very, like, aloof and have their own mind and, like, their own opinions about things and the reason they make you work for a relationship. Because it's just, like, people. Yeah. So I fully believe that people who are, like, 100% dogs are better for this reason are people who are not able to maintain a proper relationship with people <laughs> because they just want someone to love them unconditionally without putting in any of the work. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Is that why men don't like cats? That, that definitely, that explains so much. They just don't want to put in any effort and maintain an actual healthy relationship so they get a dog. It's true. If, if you ever hear a man talking about cats, it's kind of like how any of my ex-boyfriends talk about me. It's like, oh, she's so moany and she's always like, oh, crying at my door <laughs> and her hair's everywhere. <laughs> All she wants to do is eat and sleep. (laughs) (laughs) She scratched my balls on purpose. (laughs) I had two cats back in the place where I used to live. And they were so playful and so affectionate. And they would, as soon as you came in, all they want to do is like sit on your chest and just like cuddle you and everything. They're not horrible, cold, heartless animals. They are great. Mm. And they're full of personality and like... Once you build up a relationship with them, they're gas. The best crack ever. Cats are funnier than dogs. Oh, yeah. Also, they're just really, like, petty, which I really like. What do... Oh, like, they're... Okay, there's so many things that could have meant right there, but now I understand which one. Yeah, no, they are petty. Not, like, petty. I didn't make up a word. I think you meant, like, they're such they're the a like, pettiest, type of pet. They're the pettiest pet. Like, I can't. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd say. Uh, what? It does sound like something I, I'd say. I, I told you, English isn't my first language. <laughs> <laughs> the first language I speak is bitch. <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah, yeah, they're really petty. And mm-hmm. I think that's really funny. It is funny. They're assholes, but like nice assholes. Like me. Yeah. I'm a cat. I'm a nice asshole. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're absolutely a cat. <laughs> 100%. I want to be like a rabbit or something. Maybe a horse. No, I'll be a cat. Cats are good things to be, I think. Of course, you both think that because you're like exclusively into cats. No, I love dogs. I think dogs are adorable and I wouldn't mind having a dog. But there's a difference between wouldn't mind having a dog. I wouldn't mind having a different friend to you. (laughs) Well, I hope you would. (laughs) Okay. You have more than other, you have other friends? No, I have two dogs. Remember one bit me? 
Mm. Um, oh, not on purpose. And it was he was really apologetic. Uh, he, he we apologized profusely for biting me. Um, I think I love dogs. I have two dogs, but I also love cats. And I don't think that you have to like one more than the other. And if you hate cats, then you're probably an absolute idiot. But it's more that. Cat people are kind of like, okay, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. And dog people are, like, trying to convince you why they're right. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. Or like, just have your dog, man. Like, be, you do you. They We're just, here for this. They just shit on cats. They're like, this is why cats are so bad. I'm like, I just wanted to get some coffee. But thank you for that. <laughs> so I have a possibly unpopular opinion about the Kardashians where uh, I don't hate them or judge them that much for what they do. Because... Are they role models? Would I want my daughters looking up to them? No. But I think they deserve a lot more respect than they can get, they, they do get, because they saw this really fucked up system that over-sexualizes women and then manipulated it to make a fuck ton of money. And if a man had done that, we would all have been like, isn't he great? Isn't he a genius? But because it's women taking ownership of their own bodies, selling them in ways that I particularly wouldn't be comfortable with, I'm like, fuck you, do what you want. Yeah, I kind of respect that. Now that you've said it like that, I never really thought about it. Like, I'm not, I'm not like overly fucking hype about them. You know when people no. are like, <laughs> I think when people say that a lot of the time, I feel like they don't really have an opinion about them. They're kind of more just jealous. I think it always comes off as super petty. They're like, you made money for being sexier than I am. <laughs> but no, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Except now when they're trying to scam us with this shit skincare. 100%. Yeah. Agree. So that's what I was going to say. Like, I agreed with that to a certain extent and I have no problem with like I'm like yeah do it like just do use your body like if that's gonna get you the money like you can they saw an opportunity and they took it but at the same time I think they kind of shroud themselves in the secrecy and they try and sell us all of this stuff without being very honest and open about mm-hmm. the amount of money they spend on like facials yeah and um, mm-hmm. cosmetic surgery microneedling like everything expensive treatments like PRP yeah and so it's it's fine to like if you want to use your body to make money use your body to make money but don't lie to people and try and sell this unrealistic ideal uh, because like most people know that the Kardashians don't look like that just from some yeah goddamn walnut scrub or something. Like there's <laughs> no way that Kylie Jenner actually uses her own like skincare line and then that's it. Um, but some people don't. Like the younger people don't, and they look at them and they think, think "Why that, don't I yeah. look like that?" It was the same thing with Kylie's lips, where she didn't um until declare, yeah. she didn't declare that she she said she overlined them and then released her own lip kits sold out. And then she comes out and was like, oh no, I actually did get lip fillers. I just completely forgot I about my lip fillers. <laughs> and, but also, we're living in an age where so many people, like walking around Dublin, there's so yeah. many lip fillers. And Everybody has Botox. fillers now. Like, yeah. own it. If, yeah. if it's your body, you yeah. can do with it what you want. Like, we just have such shame built around like doing things like this. Yeah, that's like, very true. I'm not going to do it. It's not my thing. But I absolutely support anybody who wants mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. If it makes you feel more confident and happy in your body, absolutely. But then... Don't sell us that this is just what you naturally look like because we can see the before photos. <laughs> yeah, they're out yeah. there. Like, <laughs> like, you existed before this. People do... Okay, so sometimes with the Kardashians, I feel like... I do feel like more of it is that they got better at their makeup because Kim's makeup particularly used True. to be a look. Yeah. Like in that Fall Out Boy video, the Thanks for the Memories video, she does like... She's in it. She has like this proper like coal-rimmed like waterline look and it's like nobody looked good 
in the days of Dream Matt Moose and, <laughs> oh, and God. pencil eyeliner. What None of us did. And like even when I look at pictures of me when I was younger compared to me now, I look like a different person and I have had no surgery, hey. I yeah. would if I could, <laughs> but I haven't. <laughs> I, yeah, I do agree that they got better makeup artists. Yeah. Not that they got better makeup, they just got better makeup artists with but more money. Kylie just overlined her lips and they looked, honestly, like two sizes bigger. <laughs> it was crazy. They were just so much more plump. Weird. <laughs> so weird. I love how you can overline and get a side profile. Yeah. That's actually bigger. <laughs> I was like, how do you do this? Which then actually led uh, to that whole trend of basically just trying to self-harm yourself and suck in your lips like that that ended horrifically and even during the height of that I don't think she came out with saying no, she didn't. that it was the fillers like there's kids at home actually hurting themselves to look like you and you're still not going to tell them that you stick needles in your mouth and get lip fillers yeah. and that's the only way that they're going to be able to achieve this look boggles the mind she was getting them pretty young as well which is something to mm. consider like she was uh, I think 17 when she started getting fillers um, can anyone verify? That I think that sounds about right. She, is she not? She's 19 now? I don't think she's 20 yet. She's 20. Yeah, I think she was 17. But now even like uh, in Ireland, there's people are petitioning for lip fillers and Botox to only be available and other cosmetic procedures to only be available from 18 or up. And I completely agree. Mm. Your face and your skin haven't really stopped like kind of settling in. So like, you know, my lips got hella bigger when I got mm. like 18 and stuff. Like, I was, as I said, the glow was pretty real. Stung by a bee. Yeah, I'm, a sec- I'm not sure if you guys know what I look like, but I'm 5 foot 10 in catsuit with Bambi eyes. <laughs> always. Oh, always. <laughs> Even in the shower. <laughs> I'm not like the other girls because I wear my catsuit in the shower. Um, I, yeah, I think the thing that I don't hold against them is making the most out of a really fucked up system. Mm-hmm. I do hold against them their lack of responsibility with certain stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I also, like, look at Kim now. She's, like, funding uh, lawyers to get women out of prison. Who Like, she got Santoya Brown, who mm-hmm. was, in case you didn't know, Santoya Brown is a woman who was um, a sex worker for survival, and she was... I believe she was trafficked after that, and then... She's serving time. She was serving a 30-year sentence because she killed her abuser to escape. And she's black, of course, so she was serving time for it. And Kim Kardashian got involved and got her... She's now only having to serve 16 years and she's out in August. Out really soon. Yeah, it is amazing. I think Kim's, like, studying law. Yeah, she is. She wants to become a lawyer, which is so good. And I do really respect the woman. But then, yeah, just kind of their brand... um, they, they just don't really take responsibility as you said mm-hmm. and that's kind of the only issue that I have and I think it's it's kind of more with Kylie as well she seems to be the most like the one that's kind of selling the most of the lies ish yeah I think part of that is that she's so young and that's true didn't get to grow up without the cameras and, and things like that and has no concept of how other people lived at least the others had like a somewhat normal childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Kylie and Kendall were both just kind of thrust into this. And I think that's really fucked up their perspective on things. Uh, I think that's probably more where that comes from. Yeah. Can't condone. Can't condone the actual lying. And like Kendall did it too no. as well. Like we can't, it's actually all skincare related. Isn't it? it is. Kendall did it too. Acne is not something that I think is okay to joke about. Like a lot of people are like, in, if you look up any studies about quality of life when it comes to things like acne, 
people do genuinely have depression because they have mm-hmm. acne. It mm-hmm. sounds ludicrous to say, but people do. So I just don't think you should be selling that to children, telling them that you're using a fucking 13 euro cleanser that's going to heal them. Like, how dare, how dare you go onto your Instagram stories and say proactive made your skin better? There's no way. No way at all. Everyone should see a counsellor at least once. Is that an unpopular opinion? Uh, Yeah. The amount of people I know that have told me that they don't need to see a counsellor when they clearly do, yeah, absolutely. But I think it's, everyone agrees that everyone should see the counsellor, but then when you go, oh, are you doing it? They're like, me? No, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Everybody goes, I know counselling's good, but like, I just don't actually feel like I need to see a counsellor. Counselling isn't actually about how you've been brought up necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas a lot of people think you've got to have a shit childhood to go to counselling. No. Some of the stuff that happens to you as an adult is going to be 20 times worse than the stuff that happened to you as a kid. Yeah, that's very true. And besides, if your behaviour isn't up to scratch, you better go see a counsellor. Like, can't, don't be bringing your emotional problems to other people. Gross. Ew. Get out of Ew. here. I am not your therapist. Please don't come up to me in smoking air workmans and tell me all about your life. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dance. That's such a that's such a real thing. Do you ever, I do feel like that's because you're a woman that people will kind of open up to you about how they feel. Okay, when I say people, I do mean men. I know this isn't the first time I've said that in this episode, but I, I mean it. <laughs> I will stand behind it fully. Do you guys feel that because you're a woman, sometimes men will like bring the, an emotional burden to you? Probably. I don't think I've picked up on it a lot because I think I also probe people for their emotional Tell problems. Tell me everything. I've spoken at them like, release all of your emotion right now. I want to yeah. hear it. I'm like, you, you're going through something. I find it very frustrating when I'm talking to someone, t- talking to like a man that I'm close to and they're refusing to talk about stuff. Now, that's different to what I'm talking about. What do you mean? I mean, if some dude you don't really know starts doing it because obviously... Oh, yes. But it's men that I know. Like, I'm obviously you want them to talk about their feelings. But like, some random dude who's like, hitting on me and then starts uh-huh. talking about like fucking whatever I'm like shut the yeah I had misunderstood yeah I completely agree where you're just yeah chatting to somebody and then all of a sudden it's like and this thing happened to me and also I feel like sometimes men use it as being like if I get emotional she's gonna think I'm deep yeah like it's not yeah. even real trauma yeah <laughs> I don't want to fuck you please leave me alone I, I don't oh yeah I think I've gotten that before where they kind of pretend open up but they just kind of plonk all of their shit on you and you don't really know how to take it and you're just sitting there listening and they think that it makes them seem like they're way more caring and that they're like <laughs> out there with their emotions and I'm like no you're really just freaking me out please yeah. get away from me I'm not gonna have sex with you you have made me feel uncomfortable why is it like okay this might be a sleeping generalization is it about their ex a lot of the time for me it has been my latest one that happened was about well that was more like a relationship one but it usually is about other women yeah yeah I've also had it in just being like, oh, you're very refreshing because you're not a bitch like X person that yes. I used to. <laughs> not like the no, other girl that I yeah. in my life. You're just kind of like, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Ugh. It's always very drunk men as well. Always. Yeah. And like, their eyes are swimming not really making sense and you're like no I don't want to have this conversation please leave me alone please wa- leave me alone <laughs> you're very nice not like my wife <laughs> <laughs> oh. um yeah I guess I guess that's you just gotta kind of deal with your shit I don't think there's really an excuse for not dealing with your shit and I mm-hmm. will uh, preface this or preface as Ash would say shut 
the hell <laughs> I'll preface this but there's been points in my life where I wasn't dealing with my shit and it was bad but I apologise to everybody who was like kind of underdressed due to me not being okay you know but like you can't do it forever at some point you're gonna have to go I can't just do this you know like if you had a friend who like had a broken leg you wouldn't be like being like yeah it's okay that you're hobbling around you'd be like Get to a hospital. Yeah, exactly. Get a cast put on. There's nothing embarrassing about having a cast on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty chunky. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> hey, bro, do you want to sign my psychologist? Okay. <laughs> Here's one that I think is actually super, 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 duper com- controversial. Um, Travelling doesn't count as a hobby either. Remember earlier we were saying that eating meat doesn't count as a hobby People, like, traveling, like, this is in inverted commas, it, like, everybody, every single person has it down as their hobby. And because what you actually mean is going on holidays, and of course you like going on holidays. I hate it, actively. <laughs> I'm always forced to go on holidays. I force myself. No, and of, of course, who doesn't like going on holidays? Um, But, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Or, like, that people see it as, like, a personality trait. Like, I'm a traveler. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> means different things depending on who you're talking to. No, it's it's definitely true. Like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a real traveler, be a traveler. Don't be like going to Copenhagen for three days. Right. I don't know if the word traveler is It's a whole wanderlust thing that people are like, I have the Instagram, I'm a photographer. Yeah. And it's just also in and this is not really like a controversial or unpopular opinion, but like personally, just for me, traveling has never been the big thing that I want to do. I'm like, yeah, I want to see stuff and I want to go mm-hmm. away and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like, it's, I'm fine. Like, I don't have this desire to go off to okay. random corners of the world. It's just never been something that's really taken me. I get that. And then I think this kind of then does tie into that unpopular opinion where you don't have to travel to have a good life. Mm, like, you yeah. can stay at home. You don't have to go live abroad or see the entire world some people can't do that yeah it's, yeah. it's not going to be something they can it's do not you, achievable for everyone. you shouldn't think that oh because by the age of say 30 i haven't been to every continent then i have failed my 20s were a complete failure because that is a big thing that i find with people our age that if you don't go to all these cities in europe or if you haven't backpacked around asia then you didn't have a 20s you you mm-hmm. fucked up you did it wrong and now your life is shit. You've never been to Bali? Oh my I, god. Oh, I hate that. And it just puts this pressure on you as well then. I saw this this tweet earlier today and it was like, does anyone else feel at the age of 24 that I only have six years left to like travel yeah, the world? Yeah, I saw that. Fuck! And all this stuff. Oh. And I was like, fuck, I'm 26. I only have four years to like get a like a better promotion and be in this high paid paying job and also have traveled the entire world and be now ready to settle down and have my children. It's... It does feel like it is this big pressure. And also, I think it does fall more on women than yeah. men, mm-hmm. um, especially with the whole kid thing. Yeah, you have, you do, like, even though, even though, like, we're obviously in a society where it's totally cool not to have kids, you still, and, like, I don't want to have kids. I always thought I'd have kids before 30 when I was a little kid. Then again, when I was a little kid, I thought I was going to be a ballerina and a firefighter. Mm. But, like, now, to think about in six years' time, having a baby I can barely afford to look after myself like I honestly just don't know how I would afford a baby I don't know how people can afford to even like do their dumb bloody five day trips to Dubai also if you go to Dubai Dubai is that Dubai is like homophobic you're like supporting a culture that's like anti-gay I find that really strange that people are like oh here's me and my pictures of me being in Dubai I'm like that's weird as fuck yeah 
you should you shouldn't be there you know it's like when people were going to Egypt on like really cheap flights because they had like civil unrest like imagine taking a selfie in front of people who are dying Tracy you know jeez damn Tracy it's always Tracy is it Tracy apologies we don't have any friends called Tracy do we, we don't know any Tracy's that's good because no one that Imagine doesn't if know we us forgot about that. <laughs> listens to us so not a good one um I have one the length and quality of a friendship don't correlate oh that's so that's so true yeah mm, something I've been feeling a lot these last couple of years I think are you talking about me yeah. yeah, this is me telling you that we're no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> we started a podcast specifically so I could friend break up with you. <laughs> That's a really good breakup way, actually. I'd love if someone broke up with me over a podcast. I mean, it'll be a piece of art for sure. Something that you could keep forever. Just listen to it and cry. That's such all a mediocre man thing to do. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get my next boyfriend. Is definitely going to break up with me over his own podcast about eating meat and traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, why was I with you in the first place? <laughs> I just had the best barbecue ribs in Germany, and by the way, Ashley gets over. <laughs> You're a bitch. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like people really want to cling to like to friendships and relationships, friendships specifically, because we've been friends for so long and so many years. Mm-hmm. But people grow and change and have different opinions and enjoy doing different things. And I don't think, and I also think that if a friendship isn't what it used to be right now doesn't mean that it won't ever get back to what it was like sometimes people just drift and then come back together and that's okay too um but you definitely don't have to just be friends with your friends because you like have known each other for a decade i think that's very true just because like there's if a friendship isn't working and especially if it's even a toxic friendship or something Mm. sometimes it's just better to look at it and be like cut your losses (laughs) I'm out of here, bitch. Um, no, but that, as you said, people do change and you shouldn't try and like cling on just because, oh, we were best friends in first year of secondary school. It's like, yeah, you were probably a fucking idiot in first year of secondary school. And now you're like, what, a 25, 26 year old woman? Of course you're going to change in all of those years. Mm-hmm. And people grow differently. So I don't think it should be a bad thing either. You shouldn't look at it and be like, oh, like, it should be okay to, like, be able to, like, kind of take yourself out of that situation and go, look, yeah. it's not working anymore. And, like, you, you wouldn't stay with someone in a relationship if you weren't interested in them. But also, I think it also, people seem to think that if you're no longer friends, it, it only be- happens because something bad happened with the friendship. Oh, and yeah. You had a fight. But, like, yeah. you can people drift change. from people and not be friends with people and or even actively say, look, I don't think we should, like, hang out as much as we used to, blah, blah, blah. And still want the best for them and want them to have a happy life and yeah. succeed and, and yeah. things like that. Like, it doesn't mean... It can be an amicable friend breakup. Right. Exactly. But, like, you know, as well, I think people think the more you hang out with someone, the closer you are, too. But that just ain't true because some of my favourite people in the world are people that I unfortunately don't get to see very often at all. Um, like I have friends across because I lived abroad for a year, so I kind of get it. Um, I have loads of friends from across the world. <laughs> Did you know I lived in Spain? Uh, I have loads of friends that were from loads of different countries because I was just coincidentally with a group of people from different countries. It breaks my heart that I don't get to see these people every day anymore and that I probably won't see them for a very long time. But they are honestly closer to me than some of the people I've been friends with since I was a little girl. Like it's just 
you know, friendships like it's friendships like um, it's like the exact same as sexual chemistry for me anyway. Because I I'm sex with all my friends. There's a joke. <laughs> Although if you wanna, <laughs> um, but it is the same for me where you kind of feel that you kind of sometimes feel that instant connection. Mm-hmm. Like there's been people for me that like the minute I met them, I was like, "You're my girl. You're my dude. Let's yeah. go for coffee. Let's go on hikes together. Let's take selfies." <laughs> Um, yeah, so I agree with you. Like, don't hold on to something that's dead. Exactly. But then also the thing that you can have someone they've only known for two years and they can, that can be a better friendship and you shouldn't think that that's not as good a friendship as some other ones just because you've only known them for less amount of time. Yeah. Like, hypothetically, you move in with someone and you get to know them and you're like, oh my God, there's the best person I've ever met. Oh, thank you, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) I like, she's I'm not the roommate in this. She's definitely not talking about me because I tried to fight her yesterday. So I was talking about Ash talking about me. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> You're not my friend. <laughs> Stop trying to make our friendship happen again. <laughs> it's like bloody Lucy and her bevy. Lucy's always trying to make things happen. She's just, uh. um, so we might as well think about some of our user submitted ones. So, thank you to everybody who responded to either our personal Instagrams or the Not Like The Other Girls podcast Instagram with their um, submissions. Forgot that word for a sec. They were great. Um, Especially shout out to our sisters (laughs) who um, said, popular opinion, you're a shite bag. That was a great one. Thanks for that. You are a shite bag. I know. (laughs) She knows me so well. Um, so here is a submission that I very much relate to. Like, it's so, it's definitely true. Um, Love Actually is actually a bad movie and super problematic. And the person apologizes profusely to James Kavanagh. Um, <laughs> so this person literally sent like a nine message long um, explanation for it. And it all makes perfect sense. This is like an essay. Welcome to her TED talk. So Creepy best friend filming Kira Knightley close up. She thinks this is V-romantic and professes his love to her. He's the worst best friend ever. So true. Like, all he does is record, like, close-ups of his friend's, like, new wife's face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. But that whole storyline's a hot mess. Yeah, it really is. It very much is. But we were making the point when we were discussing this together he wasn't getting paid to do it, so he kind of had the right to take videos of whatever he wanted to. <laughs> it could have been worse. It just could have been her vagina. Could have been, he just, just imagined in her butt. <laughs> and her front. How romantic. But she's also super problematic, because didn't she run after him and kiss him? She does. Yeah. Like, bitch. She pity kisses him. Your husband is sitting in the side waiting for you, and you're out there shifting his best friend in the snow, because he creepily took videos of you, and now you've no wedding video either. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. show that. That's gone. That make- also, he doesn't love her because they never had a proper conversation because he was yeah. so weird. He has yeah. like this really intense lust after her. Yeah. Oh. That was a weird one. Is de- yeah, definitely weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so, so Kieran Knightley's character for all the naughties is like, oh, you fancy me? That's so nice. <laughs> it's oh, not what? all her accent. What? what do you mean? Was that? 
Guys, I'm looking for a semi-pro job as a Kiri Knightley impersonator. Look harder. She also, doesn't she have that dumb hat in it? Yes. She has a dumb hat. Oh, the crochet kind of looking one. I thought it was the crochet one. No, that's the little girl at the end. Oh, it's the, the baker, baker hat. Oh, yeah. no, the unpopular opinion. Those hats were the worst. Remember they were back like last year. Oh, burn them. If you have one, burn it. Burn your, your baker hat. It's so weird and it's just, Oh, I can't. It looks like bread. You look like Postman Pat's best friend. <laughs> the cat? No, his other best friends. Hypothetical best friends, Ashling. We don't know everything about Postman Pat's life. Uh, we learned a lot about his life. Mostly. What was the cat called? Meg? No, Jess. Oh, sorry. Oh, Meg's a different cat. Meg is the cat. The cat was Meg. The witch one. Was that not Mog? Yeah, oh, so that, was that was Mog. Mog. Who's I was Meg? Thinking that was oh, Mog. Thinking Mog. I was right. thinking of Mog. I was thinking of Mog. Okay, okay. Next person actually would. That girl from the yogurt, this is a quote and this is my favourite quote of all time. That girl from the yogurt ads is basically called a porker the whole entire movie. It's all anyone says about her. Another wholly agree. Uh, everything about Martine McCutcheon's character is that she is fat and how could anyone like her because she is really fat. And she's not fat. Like, she just all. has a juicy butt. Like the juiciest butt I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's so juicy. She's like so stereotypically attractive as well. Like how is anyone right. supposed to believe yeah, that nobody exactly. would want to bang her? Like, Duh. And like, people seem to be surprised that the Prime Minister wanted a banger. If if there's anything that male politicians have proven over the years, <laughs> is that they are, they are just gonna... They will fuck anything. Yeah. Even pigs. No, that's no shade on any of the people that politicians have fucked, because it was never their fault. And Monica Lewinsky, no matter what people say about her, is a smoking hot smoke show. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree. It's never the woman's fault. Creepy yeah. men are always the ones to blame. Always the problem. Um... Yeah, there's like multiple problems that are outlined about Love Actually. There is, this one sticks with me. Liam Neeson is far too open about like his his romantic and sex life with like his baby son. Who's six. Yeah. Is he six? He's not, no, he's like 10 or 11. He's supposed to be like Sorry. 10 or 11, but he looks about he two looks, and a half. Yeah. He looks like he's fresh out of the womb. Um, also, people are like coming for Liam Neeson about him not being over his wife yet, but she's only been dead for how long? Not long. Like, really not long. I think it's in the weeks period. It's, it's it's such a short amount of time that it's weird how okay everyone is with him trying to get back, like, telling them to go back out on the dating scene. Uh, like, if my husband tries to get with anyone uh, in less than 10 years after I've died, I will be coming back to haunt him forever. Wanna... You'll be coming back to haunt him anyway. Yeah, it's probably very true. <laughs> um, we have, uh, we have some other, like, quickfire ones that some fabulous people sent in. Um, Nicolas Cage is sexy as fuck. I would kind of agree. And Face Off, it was that movie, and that's the one and only movie where I think Nicolas Cage is really hot. Where he has a different face? No! <laughs> like, he has his own face, but it's technically John Travolta's face, but it's his face, because they didn't actually take the faces off. I haven't seen Face Off. Well, they take their faces off, and they swap faces. And Nicolas Cage is actually kind of sexy in it. I think because he's so... John Travolta? Uh, no, he's so... Oh. No, he's still Nicolas Cage. I don't think you're getting the whole part of the movie. Really confused. Anyway, that's the only movie where I find him really hot. Well, hang on. You're trying to tell me that you don't find him attractive in either of the National Treasures? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but he does something really impressive. No, but that's not enough! That's not enough to be deemed attractive. <laughs> Sexy. Okay. <laughs> you out here kissing handsome people. <laughs> I fancy Nicholas Cage in National Treasure. I fancied him in Moonstruck. 
But I think it's mainly because I wanted to be Cher. <laughs> so, like, that was... I just Who doesn't want to be Cher? Story. Right. Uh, okay, baths are better than showers. Disagree, they're bad for the environment. Next! <laughs> Not liking The Godfather? Um, uh, I have an unpopular and embarrassing secret. You've never, never seen, seen it? it? I've never seen The Godfather. Guess what? I have. I've seen all three. <laughs> one seen... time that I, like, you're, this. You're, you're better at pop culture than me. That is mad. I've seen it... Well, I've seen only the first one. I went to see it in the IFI. Didn't realise how long of a movie it was. Decided to drink pints. And just kind of had to hold my pee. So that mm. kind of made it a bit uncomfortable. But I thought it was a really good movie. But um, it was a bit uncomfortable. First movie, so long. First movie is great. Second movie is fine. Third movie is insane. Just nix it. Just don't t- I don't ever all. watch it. Sparkling water is nice. No. Uh, yes. Can I just make one quick point about the Nicolas Cage thing being <laughs> followed by no sorry, being followed by the Godfather thing. Nicolas Cage is related to the Coppolas. Oh, they're all related anyway. In real yeah. life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Francis <laughs> Francis Ford is it Coppola or Coppola? Coppola, I think. Coppola. Yeah, it's Italian. Coppola. Coppola. <laughs> um Nicolas Cage is his like uh, nephew or some shit. Google it, bitches. Um so yeah. Anyway, sparkling water, delicious. Yeah, no, no. I Nectar think you're of the gods. No. of the gods. You're a plebeian, and you would only drink sugar drinks. I drink plain water, still water, water like in its natural form, the way water should be enjoyed. None of this. Let's put fizzy bubbles in the water. You fucking ruining water. It's like a jacuzzi in your mouth. Why are you ruining water? It's the only one good thing we have in life. Oh, it's delicious. I used to hate it, and then when you start, I started drinking San Pellegrino because I was bougie. <laughs> okay. And delish. Big fan. Mm. I've loved sparkling water for my whole life and I will never not love us. Tuna in a can is just wrong. All tuna's wrong. What way <laughs> should tuna be enjoyed? Like in the bin. Be alive. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to serve tuna is directly into the bin. I liked tuna from a can when I was um, eating fish. Eating fish. Same. So I don't really, I don't know if I agree. Cooked tomatoes are gross. No. All tomatoes are great. That's just not true. No. Tomatoes are amazing. Tomatoes are better when they're cooked. I agree. If I was going to pick between them. No, I think I'll always go raw overcooked, but I do enjoy a cooked tomato. Um, we have a, another one saying avocados overrated. Ooh, ooh. We've got friends. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch is a face I would like to punch. <laughs> I really didn't think... Before I watched Sherlock, I was like, there is no way that I would find this man attractive. Yeah. There is no way in hell. I watched Sherlock and I was like, oh my God, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch can do literally whatever he wants to me. 100%. Yeah. 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 I'd agree. It was so literally that TV show that changed everything for me. I just love an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and then last one that I have here is Prometheus is a good movie, in fairness. And That's from a man. From a man, true to character, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen it either. I've also never seen it, but we could just be persnickety and say, yeah. nope, you're wrong. <laughs> men are confident enough to think that, if one in eight men are confident enough to think that they can beat Serena Williams with, we can, one in three out of three women will confidently say it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. My last one, sorry, I have one more. Beyonce is not all that. Agree. Agree. I think she is a lot though. I like her. I like, okay, so Lemonade is one of my favourite albums literally of all time. Um, how, and what was the one after? Was it called Formation? Was it called Beyonce? What? The one before Lemonade? Which one is the one before Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the one with the NASA song on it? The one with 7-Eleven and Formation. No, Formation's, Formation's on, on Lemonade. Lemonade. Right. 
I also like that one with Partition because yeah, Partition, Partition is a great song to think about. <laughs> Just Stuff think to. About. <laughs> Just to think about. Think about your male friends while you wine. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. Um, All right, then. Just leave me on my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, do you know why Beyonce is on a lot? Because Ivy Park was supposed to be a line that empowered women to feel good about themselves when they were working out that were, was made by women in sweatshops. So she can fuck herself. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't a fan of that. No, um, that was. I remember that being a turning point for you and Beyonce because you used to be the biggest Beyonce fan. I've seen her live. Yeah, she was great. Super talented. I think she does a lot for the black community, and I, I understand that a lot of her music, especially her later stuff, it just doesn't appeal to me, and it's not meant to. So I really don't like mind. But I do have issues. But then also, I wonder: am I holding her to a higher standard um, than I would hold other problematic white women? Where? internalized racism like Black if a white men. like actress had done or a singer had done that would I have had as much of an issue so I don't know um I think in to change that is not to cut Beyonce slack it's to be more critical of the the whiteies and match that <laughs> more critical of the whiteies say three white women <laughs> we've got to be critical of ourselves guys <laughs> we're not great <laughs> someone give us mean feedback of our podcast please we deserve it <laughs> And now it's time to observe the Mangelus, a time when we reflect on the shitty things that men have done to us and the wider world. My one this week is my dear brother, Tom. Shout out to Tom. He doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. Uh, yesterday we were having a conversation about movies and I threw out the rhetorical question where I said, do you know who writes really good natural dialogue? And Tom proceeded to answer when I had an answer coming. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do a throwback Manchester to a time in my childhood that put me off playing sports and this is the reason I don't play sports not because I'm lazy um, when I was seven I went through a phase I was always quite a girly girl when I was a little kid and when I was seven I decided I was going to be literally I didn't decide I was going to be not like the other girls and I was going to play football so I like started to like Manchester United and I kind of got in through a sticker book so you know how most people get into sports through playing the sports I first started to collect stickers of the Man U players and then I started trying to play football. So I was playing out in the green with all the boys from my estate. And I actually scored a goal. Did that. and But I was seven. Because like I didn't know that. Like I didn't know bo- my boobs would be censored. You know like whatever. I put it over my head and all the boys were like. What the hell? You can't do that. You're a woman. You're a, you're a girl in theory. Like you're a girl. You can't put your top over your head. And I was like what do you mean? And they were like. Because w- women have women have boobies. And I was like. What? So that was like my first taste into like not being allowed to have nipples apparently. <laughs> they don't exist. Um, my Mangelis for this week is I was on a date last week with a woman and we were sitting at the bar and of course, this guy decides to come up and get a drink from the bar, perfectly okay, but decides then to stand right behind us and very close towards us, even though the rest of the bar is completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of getting a bit uncomfortable, turned away from him. And then my date just out of nowhere proceeds to turn around and <laughs> almost floor the guy. It was amazing. It was the sexiest thing in the world. Um, and I was like, oh, are you okay? He had stood right behind her and was grinding his dick up against her oh lower God. back. Ew! It was disgusting. Um, and then 
he still decided he would order the drink, but he stood the entire time about 10 feet behind us with his hands behind his back. So that was nice to see. But yeah. Oh, man. So bad. Jesus Christ. A grim mantelist. <laughs> so that's the, that's the app. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at not like the other girls pod. You can follow us on Twitter at NLTOG underscore pod. Or you can email us at not like the other girls at gmail.com. And um, we're probably the least lucky to respond to your emails. But I mean, if you want to buy our bath water, we don't have a bath, but I can send you some some of the dirty bits of food from the end of our sink. What if they email us? Yeah. Is that how much you hate people that email? That no, 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 no. They can pay me for it. <laughs> okay. I thought you like, if you email us, I will send you my dirty bath water. No, but like, that's the thing people pay for now. I, honestly, I'll sell it. I'll take yeah, a bath. I'll do it. If I can sell it, absolutely. How do you transport the water? Jars. In a jar. <laughs> okay. In a little plastic bag that they used to put those goldfish in. <laughs> you, throw it at, you throw it as a water balloon at their house. And do people drink it? God, I hope not. I think they're just sticking I, dicks in yeah, it. Yeah, I think they actually do. I'm sorry. What? Oh, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, they dip oh. it in there. They dip their dicks in. <laughs> like a baby into a baptismal font. Into the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this ending has taken a really weird turn. Um, okay, join us next week when we all get pregnant. <laughs> Bye.